Hello everyone, my name is Michael Peroni. Hey everyone, it's Matt Peroni. And welcome to another episode of the Deliberate Dad Podcast, where we today talk about how to set up your kids financially for the future. Yeah, we were we were talking about different ways that well what here's what I should say actually. The most common way that when when you introduce that topic to other parents, what's the first thing that usually comes to mind? College. College planning. Yeah. Right? And these are conversations we've had with other parents, clients, um, and we started thinking, you know, there's ways to go about that uh, that are worth exploring for sure, but uh, there's probably also other aspects to that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So what what is the most common way people prepare uh, financially for college? Well, I think what they do is they hide under a pillow and cry about tuition prices. That is true. I've I've done that, you know, probably once, twice, you know, mm-hmm. especially early on when I noticed, like, oh my gosh, it just keeps going up and up and up. And it, it really is. I mean, it's funny. We're not even that old. Uh, but at the school you and I went to uh, for our bachelor's degrees, you know, it was probably two to three thousand dollars a semester Mm -hmm. and now it is significantly more than that oh yeah it's like doubled more than that yeah some degrees probably even more than double you know yeah and what's interesting too is the the university of texas is still considered a a bargain yeah in some respects yeah it's it's you can get you can go there you could graduate and spend less than fifty thousand dollars in tuition over Mm -hmm. the course of four years which is yeah it's a bargain Mm mm-hmm but, uh, but so yeah, whether it's that, uh, I, people seem to talk a lot about loans, whether it's just getting student loans and, and helping your kids manage the debt, or, you know, we've seen parents themselves, they'll say, no, 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 I'll help you pay for it and you can pay me back. That was to try to give their child more favorable terms, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so there's those aspects. Uh, there's other things too that are out there. There's government-sponsored programs, the most common of which is like a 529 plan. Yep. Every state has their own, um, and they all have different rules, but every state also accepts other states' plans. So there's there's things like that. Uh, one thing we have that's unique here in Washington is prepaid tuition. You can basically take today's tuition rates, pay it to the state, even though your kid is only you know six years old or whatever, and buy hours by credits and then just apply those when your kid goes to school and it's guaranteed to apply for the hours no matter what the cost is at that time wow yeah so there you go and if they decide not to go to school you get that money back at least the principal back and they keep the interest right yeah there's they make you whole but basically you put money in account it sat there and you just got it back after 10 years or whatever yeah yeah you didn't make any money off that money mm-hmm. so uh, I mean, I guess you did in a sense you're not paying the latest tuition. So, um, yeah, on, on 529 plans, the probably the biggest advantage of those is the tax, the tax savings, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's uh, and another thing too is uh, multiple people can contribute to them. That's true. So aunt, uncle, grandparents, whoever else, yeah, brother, right? You can contribute to my kids 529 plan. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. In fact, I'll put a million dollars in yours, and you put a million dollars in mine. Oh, yeah, that sounds fair. We'll, yeah, we'll do that. Perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, you can so you you don't get a tax break when you put the money in it, but the money can grow. You can invest it within the five twenty nine. This is how it's usually sold, and then uh, as the money grows over the ten or fifteen years, 
uh, yeah, that's a nice, uh, nice way to go about it. That, that money grows tax-free, and the kid gets to spend it on college tax-free as well. Yeah. Oh, and let's not forget um, buying, when you have a baby, buying that baby a whole life insurance policy. Oh, that's a thing. A whole life insurance policy. Yeah. The whole life insurance salesman, can. there's not a use they have not figured out how to throw in there, right? Pretty much, yeah. Um, so, because by the time, the idea, right, is by the time that they get to be college-aged, the whole life insurance policy has cash value that you could take out yes. for college. Oh, and here's what here's what the best part is, Michael. You don't take it out. You take a loan against your own money. Oh, that's what it is. Yes, you take a loan. Yes. And pay yourself the interest. And right? pay yourself the interest. There you go. Yep. See, so if you were smart when your oldest was born, you'd have done that eight years ago. That coming. Now, we shouldn't alienate any insurance salespeople that are out there, but... I'll find them. <laughs> um... But uh, what what is the downside of the five twenty nine, or or to these sort of tax you know government vehicles for for college savings? You know, I think it comes down to what is the ultimate objective of that. It's it's there are nice financial ways that these things work, but I would say the downside, and, and this is the other part of our conversation is. What are you actually setting your child up for? Uh, what is it that you're going to help them do with that money? And what's, what are they going to do once they're done with college? Yeah. Is that what you were thinking? That or I also meant the, just the, the plans themselves. I mean, the, there's not a lot of flexibility. If your child decides not to go to college, you, will, you could lose, I think it's 10% of the money. If, mm-hmm. you take, if you take the money out for any reason other than college. True. Yes, there are financial downsides to them. You're right. Yeah. So you are kind of making that bet when the kid's young. Hey, this is your college money. Yeah. And he's like, no, um, Dad, I'm I'm gonna be a movie star, baseball player. Don't mm-hmm. you? college. Yeah. Anyway, but anyway, you were you were making a serious point about um, alternatives, right? Like, what what is what other ways can we set up our kids that is not necessarily the traditional go to college spend a gajillion dollars mm-hmm. and get an entry-level job at, you know, big corporate America, Inc. Yeah. <laughs> Can somebody start a company named that? Big Corporate America Incorporated. Big Corporate America. I think, you know, someone's probably done that, but we'll look at it. Big Corporate America Incorporated. Yep, I like it. Um, yeah, well, I think that to go philosophical here for a second, the... There's a there's a way, there's a place to start there. The, most of the time, when you t- again when you talk to parents about setting up their kids for success, automatically it's college, and maybe we should shift that thinking. Uh, yeah. Is college the only way for your child to succeed later in life? Well, no, <laughs> no. What it is, what it is, it's the safest and most predictable way, right? Even today, people with college degrees tend to get more income mm-hmm. right uh, and there's a variety of reasons for that and i don't think all of them are the intuitive obvious ones people take from that but it is college getting a college degree putting it on your resume is is the safest way to get a steady job mm-hmm. yeah and, and i think there's a worry out there for a lot of parents that well, if my kid doesn't go to college you know are they just gonna are they doomed to some you know low-paying job for the rest of their life or, or whatever. Um, 
so that the burgers forever at McDonald's, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or do they have to take that one in a million shot at becoming an athlete or, you know, a musician or a pop star or something? Yeah. Uh, the, those types of things. So, no, uh, the, 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 there's a, another philosophical direction to go here, but one thing that's worth mentioning is rather than full four-year degree universities, uh, there's always the conversation of trade schools, and that doesn't mean that, like, you know, you're doing some dirty job with your hands and you're, you show up at home smelling like filth every day. I, I actually saw a really great meme the other day. Uh, it wasn't a meme, but it was some sort of, image and someone bragging about something uh that said um you know i could uh go to school and rack up tens of thousands of dollars in debt and get a starting job and all i'm worried about is paying back those loans or i can get on the job training as an electrician you know some sort of general contractor there's a lot of those jobs that are needed and i can be 19 20 years old making 60,000 a year with no debt. Yeah. Yeah, there... Whoa. Yeah, there's there's a lot of opportunity, uh, and maybe if everyone took this advice, that opportunity would be gone, but there is t- generally a lot of opportunity out there for some of those electrician, HVAC. Um, I have a family member that took advantage of that, essentially had no HVAC experience, mm-hmm. and got on the job HVAC training because they were desperate for people. Oh, yeah, and they and, will do on-the-job training. Yeah. And, and you know, he's not a millionaire or anything, but he provides for his family. He has a good job, and he did not have to get a college degree in order to to get that get that money, get mm-hmm. that salary. Yeah, exactly. And and you're right. Maybe that's I, – I, I, we mentioned that because I think there's such an overemphasis on college, college, college – bachelor's, master's, all that, that this other sector of the economy is kind of neglected. And so there's opportunities there. Yeah. Um, and it, it gets a bad rap at times and it doesn't need to. And the other thing that I, and this is my personal bias, I guess, but, you know, I I uh, finally last year, or I guess, yeah, last year after a lot of work got out of white collar corporate America jobs, right? Mm-hmm. And I have no intention of ever going back. So I am, I am personally looking for alternatives for my own children, right? I mean, I would feel hypocritical to a certain extent if, if I were to um, essentially offer them or help or just direct them in one path that would, for the most part, lead them to the exact same type of white-collar, open-office, corporate America environment. And, and to be fair, some college jobs don't – or some college um, – or some jobs, I should say, after college don't lead that way. If you're going to become a maybe some some kind of scientist, or if you're going to mm-hmm. um, go into you know uh, a oh, medical medicine. medicine, some sort of physical education field. I mean, there's there's exceptions to that, but generally, your average college person graduates and then goes and sits in front of a computer mm-hmm. and in an environment where other people sit in front of a computer. Yep, and, and climb the ladder and, and climb. Yeah, exactly. And if, and if I, for, for various reasons, which we won't get into today, I felt like I need to get out of there, uh, for my own sake and my family's sake, then why, why would I send my kids right back in 10, 20 years later? Yeah. Why would you spend your hard earned money that you earned not in that environment to send them to that environment? Yeah. And so, and so my, my wife, you know, and I talk about this frequently and we said, you know, instead of saying we're going to set 
$50,000 aside or whatever amount of money is towards paying our kids colleges, what if instead when they were, you know, when they were at that age, we gave them um, a couple of different options, right? We offered them a position in a family-run business, right? We have done the work ahead of time so that we can have that job to offer them. Mm-hmm. Or two, if we offered them essentially funding for, you know, imagine we said, here's X amount of dollars, go start your own business. Your mom and I are available X number of hours a week to talk about this and talk about that. Here's our friend who also does things. You would talk uh-huh. to him about this, talk about that. And more than likely they would fail, right? Or at least they wouldn't succeed initially. But giving them that opportunity to, to um, build a financial, um, build financial and career success without having to put life on pause in college. And I, I feel like that's another potential downside, I guess, is that you look at a lot of college age kids, 18 to 22, or, you know, in our church, was it 20 to 24, right? Oh, right, so go right. On missions. Um, people put their life, it's on. It's like life on hold. Yeah, and you kind of put maturity on hold, too, if yeah. you will. It's like four years where we can party, and we can stay up late, and we can play video games, and we can do all this stuff, and... and and uh, it's not that all that is totally bad. I mean, I had fun in college. But, sure, sure. But is it the best use of four years of one's life? I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I think you've, you've got a point there. Because uh, if, if there's too much of that, if there is this view that, okay, I'll become an adult when I graduate. But yeah. in the meantime, I'm still a high school senior for four more years. Yeah, I'm a high school. My life is on pause. I'm finding myself. I'm, you know, doing all this stuff that, that doesn't do a lot except add more dollars to your debt. Mm-hmm. Yep. In the name of having fun. In the name of having fun. Right. Yeah. And so I, in fact, I had a college professor that would joke. He's like, I'm still paying off the fun I had in college. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's, you know, he wasn't super old. He's probably in his forties, you know, at the time he's like, yeah, I'm still, I'm still paying off the coffees and, and alcohol and times I went out. You know, well, yeah. And how many times do we hear that conversation You know, yeah. from adults that are even older? Um, it's, it, it's, it can be sad in that regard. So contrast that with what you were saying, your oldest son gets, uh, basically, I, I guess you could consider yourself, you know, a venture capitalist in your own children's future. Yeah. Right. And you give them some seed money and they go out and do things with it. Um, now you're probably you're not going to let them go do something crazy. I'm sure you'll give them advice, but it, imagine the it'd probably, it'd probably be something simple, you know, a window washing business, a lawn maintenance business, a, you know, something that doesn't require a ton of skill, but would teach someone some business acumen mm-hmm. more than reading about things in books or more than just reading about it in a book. could do. Yeah. Yeah. And think about the experience that he gets from that or, you know, she or all the kids, um, and what they let's let's say they did that for, for four years. They could compare that twenty-two-year-old to your average twenty-two-year-old graduating from college. Yeah, uh, and maturity, life understanding. Uh, now, if, like you said, are there plenty of exceptions? Sure, but we're just talking in generalities here. You know, how much more of a life education would your child get in that circumstance? Yeah, and how much more 
successful and independent would they would they be would they be able to create their own future rather than waiting on you know waiting to be hired in order to create that future mm -hmm. so um yeah it's it's interesting because i i wouldn't want to you know if my if my kids for example really want to become doctors and lawyers well college is still the path for that 100 percent, right you know then giving them money to go start a window washing business is probably going to be a distraction more than anything else. But, uh, but a lot of, but most kids don't want to become doctors and lawyers. Most kids go to college and become middle managers. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Through no particular desire to do so. It's just what happens. Yeah. It's just the path that's in front of them. Yeah. Hmm. So now that, that per what's interesting too, though, I think that's worth talking here towards it is, that presents us parents with a different set of challenges because now you, if, if you're going to do that, I have that example where you give the kid 50,000 or whatever, insert X figure there. Now you've got to have that, you know, you can't go to, you can't go get a Pell grant for that. You can't go get a subsidized student loan for that. It is, it becomes, it puts more weight on me. I, I not only do I have to have the funds, but I also have to have the experience or the success. I, mean, I can't, I can't offer my kids a job in a company that I don't, that's not well run, mm -hmm. right? I can't offer my kids a job, a well-paying job in a company that doesn't have any money, you know? And so you're right. Like it is, it's, it gives more responsibility to the parent to, to, uh, to make sure that they're ready when the child is at that age. Yeah. And, and I think that could frighten some people, but it's something, it's, it's an opportunity that I think we need to embrace yeah. and say, oh, I want more control over this. I, I guess it's an extension of making your kids biased, right? We've yeah. talked about that in a couple of episodes. Say, so, well, now it's on me. To, if I want to have this control or not, not control, but influence. Yeah. Now I, I got to figure that out. And that is yeah. worth planning when the kids are young. You yeah. Can't, you can't suddenly pop that out when they're 17. Yeah. I can't start a business and expect to be successful a year before my oldest is ready to go to college or whatever mm -hmm. but yeah yeah and and it's it's um really you know we're talking about all this just to present alternatives right so that people don't feel like there's just one path that all kids have to go down mm -hmm. and there's the one path to success and you need to you know you just need to bite the bullet and pay tuition no matter how expensive it is because otherwise there's there's no way little johnny or little jane is gonna be successful Right, right, and exactly. So different ways to think about it. Um, are there times when that's necessary? Of course, um, but um, there's a better way. I think that's the, or there, there are other ways. Yes. Is that the overarching message? Yes, there are other ways. So great. Anything else on all that? No, I think we've, I think we've covered it. Awesome. So, okay. Well, everybody, take care out there. Stay safe. Um, don't forget to vote. Yeah. See you next time.